Okie dokie. Oh, brilliant. Got my PowerPoint. That's great. It's good to know. Let's get this going. Right. Okay. So today we're looking at a third um, value that we have as a church community. Um, if you've been with us the last few weeks, we've done uh, our vision. Uh, what we're aiming at, and now we're going through um, something called core values. These are the things we don't want to compromise on them. They're important to us. They're the things we want to work hard at, kind of what we do and what we think we're kind of aiming, because we really value that. It's a bit like if you're, um, I don't know, I just recently went on a parenting course, and they were like, well, what do you value? What do you want to put into your uh, time with your children what do you want to make sure is there because you value it so much? And that's a similar thing with us in the church, the things that we value. Okay, so let's have a quick peek. Uh, oh, that's weird. That's not what I thought was going to come up. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. I hope, I hope I sent the right. I hope it saved it. Oh, no. We'll wait and see. Okay, so, so far, um, we have done, just to recap, the, the first week we did um, that Christ is central. So we were saying we're unashamed to have Jesus Christ at the center of everything. So we, we believe he's the center of the universe. He's the center of our lives. So we, we're unashamed to have that. The second thing we looked at was Bible. We said we're unashamed to be Bible-based. We, we believe that the Bible is true and that it's God's word, and we're not going to be ashamed or compromise on that, despite what other people might say or think or the differences it might make in our lives. We're unashamed that we believe the Bible is true. Um, and this week is this one, dependence on God in prayer. So that's what we're going for. So, to start us off, um, we probably don't think this is a pretty big one, is it? We'll say, unashamed, well, you know, loads of people pray, don't we? We know that in the Bible, we're told to devote ourselves to prayer. We're told to pray continually in every situation. We are assured that God hears us, that he listens to us that he will answer us. We have full confidence that we will receive when we are in need. And we are told our prayers are powerful and effective. And probably if we talk to people who are Christians and we said, should we pray? They're going to say, yes, pretty obvious, it's in the Bible. In fact, um, in a recent study, they found they reckon about 12 million people in the UK believe that prayer can bring about change. Okay, prayer changes lives. So we're not on our own in that, are we? We're not, it's nothing particularly out there as controversial or weird if you tell someone you pray. However, now, let's see, I got it in the wrong direction. Dependent. Now, that can be a little bit more tricky. Let's look at this definition, okay? Dependent. Needing the support of something or someone in order to continue existing or operating. 
So think about that for a minute. In order to continue existing or operating. You can, they give us some examples. He has three dependent children. Or it's very easy to become dependent on sleeping pills. The second definition, dependent, is to be influenced or decided by something. For example, whether I get into college or not is dependent on how good my grades are. So just for a moment, if you want to, you don't have to, chat to the person next to you. Consider, have you ever had to be dependent on someone or something? Or perhaps you currently are dependent on someone or something. And how do you feel about that dependence? How do you feel about the word to be dependent? Okay? Have a little think. It's quite hard, but think about the word dependent. Is that positive or negative? Off you go. All right, that'll do. Okay, you've had a bit of a chance to think. Now, we'll probably all have quite mixed emotions about dependency. But if we're honest, we probably don't like to feel dependent. There's something, isn't it? You often hear people saying, oh, I hate feeling like I'm dependent upon them. Do you know what I mean? Especially as people are getting older and they've, they feel like, I've lost my independence. You hear that, don't you? And it's a, it's a real like, oh, I hate this. We're quite comfortable probably with interdependence. But dependence, if we receive something and we can give nothing in return, that makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. We all know like a newborn baby is born, and that's fine, isn't it? They're dependent on someone older than them. But we expect that baby to grow up and become ultimately independent of their caregiver, don't we? We expect them to work towards that. You don't often hear a parent say, I'm just so proud of Johnny. You know, he's 35, he's still at home, he hasn't got a job, and he just, oh, it's a joy to to provide for him. Don't hear that, do we? I remember when um, Rob and I started just, we weren't really dating, but we were sort of seeing each other. And I was taking a train back, and um, he offered to come and pick me up from the station. <laughs> what a nice thing. I just said, I've got legs. <laughs> a little bit of my issues on dependency there. But when it comes to God, we can transfer this, can't we, to him. We don't want to burden him or allow him to do. We've kind of had this attitude, we, you know, there's, there's those people over there you perhaps need to worry about God. But we are made for dependency. We're made for a relationship with our creator. And sometimes we forget this. We forget that he has made us, that everything is from him, that our abilities, the things that we do, the fact that we have legs are because ultimately he has given them to us. Um, A question that often comes up on the Alpha course very kind of cautiously and a bit embarrassed is, is it okay to pray for myself? That often comes up. Or you hear people go, who've started praying and they say, I I don't pray for myself. And, And that, I think, the root of that is this kind of 
we feel we don't want to be dependent. But as a church, in declaring we want to be dependent on God in prayer, we are saying we need God's help. We are openly saying, I need you, God. We cannot do this without you. And not just in the crisis when maybe we're trapped at the train station and we don't know how to get home, but in the everyday, just that recognition that even the next breath we take is from God. And we recognize that the world is ultimately influenced and decided by someone much bigger than us. You know, we we live our lives so carefully, don't we? Especially here in the UK. You know, you you hear about other countries, don't you? And they have their 24-hour prayer. You know, I I watched this video on Chinese Christians who literally started at 7 a.m. and finished at night. Or they pray all night. But here it's so easy, isn't it? You know, we've got insurance, we've got jobs, we've got state benefit, and and they're not great, but we have here so much. We are so wealthy and so blessed that it's so easy for us to think, actually, I don't need to depend on God for this. I I don't need it. And to admit that we're not in control can be terrifying, can't it? when something goes wrong. Um, But we want to say as a church that to not depend on God is similar to someone saying, I don't want oxygen anymore. Imagine this. I've made a decision. I don't think I need it anymore. It's a crutch to me. I see that now. And after all, I just don't like the idea of being dependent on something so much. And I don't like it to have control over me. I'm just not sure I even believe in oxygen anymore. Do you see how, how weird that would be for a Christian to say, I don't depend on God? Because ultimately, whether we like it or not, we are dependent. We are dependent. C.S. Lewis wrote this. He said, you may forget that you are every moment totally dependent on God. For us as a community, we want to say, we are dependent, we need him, and we're very happy to say that, and we are unashamed to say that too. And it's part of us not forgetting that we need him as much as we need oxygen. Right, so at this point, you might be panicking, we heard what Sarah said, she was glowing, (laughs) Thank you, Sarah, so much. And you might be thinking, I'm not sure I can join this church. I'm really not very good at prayer. But I want you to just say it's okay. You know, you could ask anyone in this church, how's your prayer life? And I ask quite a few people. And the first thing that comes out of their mouth is rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. I said to someone last week, I said, I'm a beginner. How on earth can I talk on prayer? I'm the worst person that could possibly talk on prayer. Why did they give it to me? And he said, I'm a pre-beginner. You know, we can feel like that. A really good friend of mine, Simon, some of you might know him, in his book, More Than Conquerors, he said, 
In a sense, we'll always be beginners, dipping our toes below the surface of the unplumbed depths of prayerful intimacy with God Almighty. And I think we should be encouraged. We are all beginners. Brother Lawrence, he said this before you panic even more. Imagine he wrote um, uh, Practicing the Presence of God. He just basically walked with God all the time, and he wrote this. For many years, I was bothered by the thought that I was a failure at prayer. Then one day I realized I'd always be a failure at prayer, and I've got along much better since. Do you know, it's okay. We all know if we prayed, we would be this, and if we did this, we would be this. We're all beginners. Let's just be okay with that. We are made for this intimate relationship with our creator. Think walking in the garden, talking, relaxing, filled with peace. We are made for that. We have an inbuilt desire to be there with God in his presence, with nothing between us. But that is not going to be the case until we meet Jesus in eternity. So we have to live in the meantime with this frustration of not quite being there, don't we? Okay, the frustration though is not to lead us to give up, but to press further. So I want you to talk again for a moment. The person next to you, or just think on your own, that's fine, don't worry. I want you to think about your dependency on God in prayer. Is that easy for you or hard for you? And when it's tough, are you persevering or are you giving up in the frustration? And it's okay. We're all beginners. Everyone next to you is going to say, I'm rubbish. Off you go. Okay, there you go, that's it. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, they won't stop. (laughs) Okay, so. All right, so we know we're all on the same page. We want to be dependent, we find it hard, but that that's in us is drawing us to say, this is not quite it yet. We may get those heightened moments of glory when we know we're in his presence, And there'll be days when we feel he's a million miles away. But we are going towards that intimate, beautiful relationship with God as we walk in eternity with him. And there is a frustration for now. But as we declare we want to be dependent, we're saying simply, I need God. I need him. I need him. I need him. So... We talked about we're commanded to pray. We talk about we know we should pray, but we're not always that great at it. We acknowledge it's hard, but that is also okay. So let's move on to growing independency. Crisis prayers are probably the most time that we go to God. When we have a new situation that faces us, um, we just don't know what to do, when we're utterly desperate, 
I remember once when I was hitchhiking with friends and we got in the back of a car and instead of taking them us to our hotel, they took us to a remote field in the middle of nowhere. Now I know that as panic rose in our chests, there was not one person in that car that literally wasn't inwardly screaming, God, help us. Because we were so out of control. And it's at moments like these and events when we're out of control that we know that there is only one person that can help us. When we uh, get that test result or we read a letter, we lose a job, we face an impossible task, when we know we're no longer in that driving seat, we're in the back and we're out of control. When we fear for our lives and the lives of others, those crisis moments are when we know we need to depend on God. And it's easy then to admit that we're desperate and we're helpless and we're weak and we can't save ourselves and we can't save others. In the Bible, we see incidents of this, don't we? We see the men who desperately dug through the roof of that house for their friends, or the woman who grasped Jesus' cloak, or Bartimaeus on the road as he yelled out, Son of David, have mercy on me. We see the desperation, or even Peter, as he walked on the water in his greatest, you know, we say, what faith. As he sunk into the waves, he cried out, didn't he? He cried out, Jesus, save me. And again, though, as these moments pass, we can slip back into not thinking we need to depend on God. We fall asleep again. Like the disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane, they fell asleep because they didn't realize how desperate the situation was. They didn't realize what was about to happen. They just fell asleep. There's a guy called Thomas Merton. He wrote, prayer is inspired in the depths of our own nothing. It's when we know we've got nothing that we cry out for mercy, strength, material help. We cry out. And perhaps we struggle in prayer is because we don't think we need anything. We don't realize that we're ultimately in a desperate situation and we forget that those around us are also in a desperate situation. We just fall asleep. Even in the everyday, I can think, oh, I can get by fine. But I forget that I need God's help, perhaps with work colleagues that I'm struggling with, not not me personally, (laughs) but you might. (laughs) They're lovely, obviously. (laughs) But we might forget that we need God to help us stop gossiping, that we just lied again and we need God to change us, that our character needs constant work on it. We forget about our family and our children that need desperate prayer, that we need patience with them. We forget that. But when we recognize our need, God is teaching us about dependence on him. 
We know children should grow up from dependence, but with God we should grow up towards dependence on him. When I come to speak on a Sunday, the worst bit is before I start to type something because I'm absolutely terrified at that point. And my prayer is always the same. God, I've got nothing. Give me something. And sometimes he does. Sometimes, maybe today, he doesn't. But that's okay. But I know that I'm terrified at that point that I have absolutely nothing. Recently, I organized a community fun day. Now, it was amazing for some people. They had this beautiful relationship. They had conversations. They, they went home rejoicing. They said, Lou, I've just had the most amazing conversation. But for me, it was a real day of God disciplining me. I felt utterly discouraged and miserable afterwards. Because there's one thing I'm quite good at, and it's organizing. I'm good with diaries. I'm good with schedules. I'm good at persuading people to do stuff they don't want to do. I've got no problem with that. And so it's easy for me to get in that situation, particularly when there's so much stuff going on, to think this is one thing I can do. I can do this. God, can you help me with all this stuff? Because I can't do that, but I can do this. And on that day, I stood outside and God was just saying, you haven't depended on me. You just haven't depended on me for this. And I saw that. And for me, it was a stark, depressing day. I'm not saying it was as a whole. You know, people went home rejoicing. But for me, it was God disciplining me. You need to depend on me. And how often that's the case when we've done things once or twice or three times. I got this. I don't need God. I've got this today. You know, how often at work do we wander and think, I don't need to pray about this because I could do this stood on my head. It's when we forget that we need God so much. It's hard lessons, isn't it, sometimes. But we can be so thankful when he gets us straight away because we can go for years like that. Years, just functioning. Imagine as a church, we never prayed. Just years of just functioning. We know how to do this. It's easy. You just do this. But actually, no, we need God so much. And like Moses, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. We need to recognize as a church that we need him so desperately. If his presence isn't here we might as well not bother. Jesus is really clear. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's pretty stark, isn't it? That's why our elders, if if you're thinking about who you might um, put forward as an elder, top job number one, main job, 95% of it, prayer. Because that is the most important thing in this church. That's what we need our elders to do. That's what we need to be doing. That's why we've got prayer meetings. That's why we pray in house groups. It's why we pray before we do toddlers. It's why we pray before we have the service. It's why we pray. It's why we pray in house of prayer. Because we know that we need to depend on him. We're declaring dependent on God as our God as an aspiration in many ways. We know we fail all the time, but that is where we're aiming, to be totally dependent on God in prayer. It's something we value. We want to cultivate it in our lives. It's us recognizing we're not in control. God is. But 
every time we pray, every time we say, God, I can't do this exam today. Every time we say, I need patience, God. Every time we say, God, how do you want me to manage my business this year? Every time you're saying that, it's just simply you acknowledging you need God. And that is prayer. When we simply feel out of control, we are glimpsing for a moment the true reality that we are in. I once heard, though, and I just want to say this to end. I once heard that desperation is the best gift that can be given. And that might sound quite nice. But I know that there are people in our community that that is not the best gift. We have questions that are unanswered and prayers that seem to be going nowhere. Perhaps we've given up praying because it just didn't work. Either God can't or he won't. Prayer is powerful. You know, we can probably name a miracle, everyone in this room. We don't talk about it enough, but we should. We've experienced miracles. But I also want to recognize there are plenty of uncertainties, irreconcilable mysteries in our lives and in our spiritual walks with Jesus. Some Christians might insist on just simple, pat answers, trite solutions to immeasurably complex issues. But prayer's not that straightforward, is it? In a few weeks' time, we're coming back to prayer for that very reason. Because we want to wrestle with those issues that are just harder. Okay? When I started as a Christian, I kept a little book. I kept it for four years writing prayers, and God was so faithful. I saw that he answered prayer after prayer after prayer after prayer. It was a great encouragement. You often see this, don't you? New Christians, prayers answered like that. Want healing? Get a brand new Christian. Bam. Done. You know that's the way. And I've seen people get out of wheelchairs, And I've grown up with friends encouraging me with stories of amazing healings that they've seen. And I've experienced God's provision financially. And I've experienced his rescue more than once, not just in that car that day. Because he did rescue me that day. And I look back at the emotional healing that's taken place. And the way that he's dealing with my sin slowly over time. But I've also experienced the pain and grief of unanswered prayers. I've sat in hospital rooms paralyzed because I just don't think I've got enough faith for this one. And I've lived with doubt and questions about why bad things have happened to my Christian friends. But I am comforted by Jesus because he limited himself, he emptied himself, he became human. And in that, we saw him do immense things. Healings, raising from the dead, calming the storm. And yet we know that he also lived with unanswered prayers and questions. He lived with silence too. And that's difficult, isn't it? But I know that one day, 
we will be in that place of intimacy with our Father. There'll be no barriers anymore, no frustrations, because we will be talking face to face. And all our questions then will be answered. And for now, we have to just live in that uncomfortable place of questions. Despite this, as a church, we want to say we value dependence on God in prayer because that is what we are made for. We want to cultivate that despite uncertainties, despite questions. We know that Jesus is loving and good and that one day he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. We choose to trust him in the waiting time, in the broken time, in the questions, in the disappointments. And along the way, we experience, and we all know this, peace, joy, hope, fulfillment, those moments of joy when we know we're in his presence. He is here, and we love him so much. Let's depend on him together.